Tonight, Jesus has a question. And it, it reaches from the, from the 21st century way back into the 1st century. And, and we, we're going to pull this question to us. It's a question that's, that's uh, relevant to each and every one of us today. Every one of us here, this, this question is relevant to us. If you would please, our text is going to come from John chapter 11. I'm going to give you time to turn here. I don't have a PowerPoint tonight, so you'll have to get your, your Bibles out and, and turn to these passages. But the main passage that you want to stick your finger in or your bookmark in is John chapter 11. We're going to be starting with verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me... Though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And here's the question. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? The friend of Jesus was sick. You know, if you were sick, wouldn't you want Jesus to be your friend? Sean, uh, Sean Summers was sick. Uh, during our trip, bless his heart, and he was just so sick. And the only thing he could do was just go to bed. That's all he could do. That's all he could do. And, you know, we, we, we tried to wait on him, and he, had, he, you know, he has a good wife. And, but, you know, if you, if you were really sick and you were dying, a really good friend to have would be Jesus Christ. I mean, that guy could heal. That guy could, could make you better in an instant with a word, with a thought. What better friend to have than Jesus? Like I said, with a word, with a thought, with a touch, Jesus could heal you if you had a friend like Jesus and you were sick. Lazarus was Jesus' friend. And we see here in the 11th chapter of John that Lazarus' sickness was going to be used for the glory of God. Now, some of you are sick, physically sick, some of you are spiritually sick. Some of you, you know, some of you I know personally, and some of uh, some of you I don't know personally. Whether you're physically or spiritually or emotionally or or sick, will your sickness sickness be used for the glory of God? How could you take the sickness that you're in and use it for God's glory? The raising of dead Lazarus is one of those signs that John points out. In John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31, he says, These are written down so that you may believe. And Jesus is always teaching. He's always using every opportunity to draw men and, and women to him. And before he performs the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest miracle of all time, raising a man from the dead, calling one back from paradise, he teaches Martha and us that without him there is no resurrection from the dead. In our statement today by Jesus, we learn more about Jesus in this statement than, than, than any other statement that he utters. This is one of those seven I am statements in John, where John says, I am, Jesus, John writes that Jesus says, I am the bread of life, John chapter 6, verse 48. Jesus said in John chapter 8, 
verse 12, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 10, verse 7, I am the door. In John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14, I am the the good shepherd, he says. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the, I'm the true vine in that parable in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. But when Jesus says in John chapter 11, verse 25 in our, in our passage today, when he says this, when he says, I am the resurrection and the life, he says so much. And he asks Martha a question, and Martha can do nothing but reply in the face of greatness she says verse 27 she said to him yes lord i believe that you are the christ the son of god who is come into the world our passage today tells who jesus is who he really is he's the son of god he's the the one who has the power he's the one who has the authority our passage tells us our passage tells us today that he's the one who who brings hope He's the one that gives, gives life to the dead. Jesus Christ, He's the one who promises a great future for the faithful because He's the one, Jesus Christ is the one who overcame death. Jesus Christ, He's the one who saves. And when Jesus identifies Himself as the resurrection, He's saying, I'm the Son of God. I'm God's Son. Because only the Son of God could make such a claim and it be true. That he's the resurrection and the life. Martha confessed. And my question to you today, to all in attendance. Did you hear how Martha answered? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. This question that Jesus asks Martha, it's the same question that he asks all of us. Again, he's, we're reaching from the 21st century way back into the 1st century, and we're pulling out this question, do you believe? Can you answer honestly the same way that Martha answers? This was written so that you would believe The resurrection of Lazarus confirmed that Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus' resurrection provides undeniable proof that He's who He says He is. Let's keep reading. John chapter 11, verse 39. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to Him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for He's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who were standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Remember, this particular passage is being written so that we can believe too. And Jesus is is speaking out loud to the Father, not for His own sake, but for the sake of all those there as well. It's for our sake too, so that we'll believe as well. Now, verse 43, 
Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. There was no doubt concerning his power. With great confidence and power, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And notice, the people believed on him when he raised the dead, when he did this wonderful miracle with this same power, this same exact power, Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And with this same power and authority, one day you will be resurrected from the dead. Same power, same authority. John chapter 5, verse 25 Just a few pages back, Jesus says, verse 25 of John 5, Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. There are some here tonight who are spiritually dead. Do you hear the question that was asked so many centuries ago? Do you believe? Do you believe? Because Jesus is the Son of God who preaches and teaches and commands with such power and authority, Jesus is also, from our passage today, Jesus is also the bringer of hope. Again, back to John 11, verse 25. Let me just read this again. Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe that the dead in Christ shall live again and that those living in Christ now shall never die? Do you believe this? That's what Jesus is asking Martha. That's what Jesus is asking each and every one of us. We have hope that we will be resurrected one of these days. We have hope. If, if we're Christians, we have hope. We have hope that we'll be resurrected and in that new form, we will live forever with, with Jesus Christ. What do you want with your life now? What do you want for your life now? And then the, the even deeper question is, what do you want for your eternal life? Do you have this kind of hope? That one of these days you will be resurrected to live with Jesus forever. Keep your finger here. 1 John. We're going to 1 John now. 1 John chapter 3. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. 1 John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. The first verse, Jesus Christ is coming back. Verse 2, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. 
If you have this hope, you're continually purifying yourself. But if you don't have this hope, you have no hope. It's that simple. It's that easy. If you don't have this hope, you have no hope. There are, there are going to be no more sacrifices. Jesus is the last sacrifice. If you're waiting for something else, it's not going to come. Do you have hope? Do you really want Jesus to come back? Who does your hope rest on? If, 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 if you don't believe Jesus and you don't believe what He says, who does your hope rest on? Something maybe you've come up with? Or the words that we've been reading? The words that we've been reading are life. Paul wrote 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. If you're in Christ, notice, you'll never die. If you're in Christ Jesus, you'll never die. Jesus is the bringer of life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He brought new life to Lazarus. Just as he brings new life to those who trust in him. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6 verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Colossians 2.10 And if you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're new. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're complete. If you're in Christ Jesus... You're going to live forever. Who here can say that? Jesus brings eternal life to those who believe on Him. John 3, verse 36. He who believes in the Son of God has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. One more passage. John chapter 6, verse 40. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. If we don't believe in the resurrection, then we don't believe Jesus is telling the truth. And if we don't believe Jesus is telling the truth about us, then we don't believe Jesus is telling the truth about His resurrection. And if we are saying that Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, if we're confused about that point, we have believed a lie. Jesus brings hope. Jesus gives life. Jesus promises a great future. Look back at our beginning passage back in John 11. Let me read this passage again. 
It's important to bring out. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe that you will never die? Do you believe the promise of, of Jesus in this passage? Do you believe Jesus when he says, I am the resurrection and the life? John says in John five twenty eight, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which, in which all those who are in the graves will hear his voice. He's going to raise everyone. This is a promise. This is a promise. John goes on to say in John 5, verse 29, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life. If you've done good, if you've, if you've obeyed Jesus and done what you're supposed to do, he's going to raise you up. There's a qualification there. Notice, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Oh, guess what? If you've done evil in this life, if you've been an evil person and haven't followed Jesus Christ and haven't obeyed God's word, you're going to be raised too to condemnation, not to life, eternal. This is a promise. This is not a suggestion. This is a promise. Are you one of those people who has continued to do evil? If you have, if you are, then you are condemned and you know it. And if you know that, I want you to know something else. I want to give you hope. Jesus is the overcomer. Jesus can help you overcome whatever you're going through. John chapter 11 verse 43 Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus overcame the the bindings of death and was resurrected. Jesus overcame death and, and made this happen. Jesus did this. And Jesus overcame death himself and he now sits at the right hand of God waiting for the day to return to judge the evil and the good. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to look at two passages here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 20. I'm reading from the New King James Version. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. That's exactly what we've been talking about. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. We shall also overcome death if we believe in and are faithful to Jesus. We shall overcome death as well. Look down in that same chapter at verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. And then he tells us a mystery. He tells us a mystery. A mystery is something that's, that's unknown. We don't know it, but he's about to reveal a, a mystery to us. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, 
but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? Notice, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Without Jesus Christ and what He did for us and His resurrection, we would be lost. But because of it, we have victory. The Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior. Jesus provides salvation through the resurrection. Notice Romans chapter 6, if you will. Romans chapter 6. Beginning with verse 1. Paul has been talking in Romans chapter 5 about the grace of God. And how that if you as a Christian you have God's grace, you're going to be okay. He's going to take care of you. And then he asks a question. Since you've got all this grace, since God's going to take care of you, shall, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How, can, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life, for we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly, notice, this is our topic, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Peter talks about this same concept in baptism in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Notice, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's, that's the gospel. That's God's power to save. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. The death that Jesus died... And we die to sin. The burial that Jesus was covered. He was laid in a grave. And we too need a grave. We need a a watery grave of baptism to be in Jesus Christ. And then we have the resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead. And when we are or, or were baptized, we're raised to walk in newness of life. And we're in Jesus Christ. If we're in Jesus Christ will be raised to live forever. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He is powerful enough to bring life and hope? Do you believe that He will do all that He's promised? That because He overcame, you can too. Do you believe that He is your Savior. Does your hope rest in Jesus? Are you His friend? Jesus said in John 11, 11, 
our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. The voice of the Savior, he reaches back in the 21st century and pulls us to the 1st century and asks you to wake up from your sleep, to rise up and live. Don't you want to live? Don't you want a friend like Jesus? If you do, won't you be baptized today? As together we stand and sing.